We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cosmic being. We found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with the cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that we can cut with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month or thereabouts we meet, drink coffee, and talk cults, fringe religious groups, and new religious movements from around the world. You can do it, John. (laughs) Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will contain strong language. And are we carrying over our trigger warnings from last month, John? Yep, so content warnings for... uh, Murder and animal abuse. Murder, animal abuse. Oven misuse, still oven misuse. Oven misuse, misuse, yeah, it's still a warning to come. Um, Tangential nonces, all kinds of um, things like that to to watch out for. And bear in mind, listeners, this is part two of our look at the Blackburn cult. So if you haven't heard part one, pause this episode right now. Go back and listen to that. And welcome back. (laughs) And welcome back. Thank you for doing that. Well done. So um, previously on Coffee and Cults. May Blackburn and her daughter Ruth have been marrying everybody left, right and centre. They've been setting up their new religion because angels have told them to herald in the new world. They've been taking part in rituals because they believe all things that are similar are connected and you can influence the world through uh, arcane ritual. There have been mentions of what, Sam? uh, The divine order of uh, seven sacred dogs. There we go. And just at the end of the last episode, Ruth's husband, 17-year-old mafia-connected Sammy Rizzio, had been saying, now we should leave, let's go, and has left. And May has gathered some of her followers and told them that the angel Gabriel has instructed her to kill Sammy and that they should do that via poison. And she wants Eleanor, who uh, is in the cult, to go and get some poison for her from the pharmacy. Poison, release the book, unpoison. Yes, yeah, and then he'll. It's okay because he'll come back to life after the book's been published. So it's only it's only like temporary murder. It's only, yeah. like, it's only a little bit of. It's only a little bit of murder. A little, only, a little bit of murder. Have a bit of murder. It's only a waffer thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> where we were. That's where we are. Last time. So a little bit of time goes by after this. Eleanor is not so keen on that. Sammy isn't really around suspicious but may isn't really sort of putting lots of pressure on for a little bit until another day she calls eleanor in and says okay i i need you to get me some poison again please please do that you have to do that um don't worry though um we're not going to murder him now change your plan what we need to do is lead him through a ritual to rid him of another belief that prevented him from accepting his concord with the Great Eleven. Okay. So actually, it's all just going to be used in this ritual to free him from his old beliefs so that he can get on board with the cult. Mm. Um, and that's almost certainly because of the Italian family. It's almost certainly like Catholicism, right? They're going right. to cure him of his Catholicism so that he can join the Great Eleven and then he'll be all right. Then he won't have any troubles. Cool. So she's planning this ritual. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take place on a beach. Oh, nice. You're going to, from your LA, California cult commentary in the first episode, Sam, you're going to like where this is going. Robes? Yep, they're going to be wearing robes and he's going to be wearing special robes. Special robes! Great. Um, And he's going to basically, they're going to sprinkle the poison on the sand and then he's going to have to spin around like a whirling dervish um, while chanting, I am a dead priest, I am a dead priest, I am a dead priest, I am a dead priest. 
sounds like a bit a scene from a GCSE drama developed show. <laughs> it sounds not unlike the GCSE drama show we saw at a fringe festival not so long oh, ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so therefore it's going to be a it's a symbolic death. After completing that ritual, you know, the the poison it'll just be like a um it'll be used for this sympathetic magic. It's just to it'll represent and connect to death because he will symbolically die from his Catholicism and he'll come he'll come back into into the fold. But still bring me a poison that will work and that is untraceable as a poison. That's really important, right. Gabriel says, that you bring me a poison that is untraceable. Well, as I suppose a poison. Like, that's what Juliet has in Romeo and, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's maybe she was a big poison. Shakespeare fan. And by the way, Eleanor, God will punish you if you don't do this for me. Oh. You will but lose what about all... thou shalt not kill? Mm, a special exception, right? If God tells you to. Sure. Um, as we all know, that's the case. Um, and her husband's a bit sceptical about it. So May's like, well, leave your husband, marry this bloke instead. And the other bloke in the room is like, May, you've, you've already made me marry this other woman. I can't, I can't do that. You've already, you've already yeah. organized that. And she just gets very, very cross. But they're, they're all set up um, because May says this ritual has to happen for Sammy and this ritual is really important. Eleanor increasingly is getting cold feet. So what she decides to do is she's going to make up because um, May has gone. I've, I had a vision of this white liquid in a little vial. That's what um, Gabriel said you should give me. Right. That's what. So she makes up so that she says a, um, a little vial of just harmless white liquid. Milk. Um, and so, just a yeah, little cup like of that. milk. Just a little bit of milk. And then you get a cow, as we learned in our last episode. And then you get a cow. Um, so when another member of the cult comes into the pharmacy to collect the poison, she sells her chloroform, which is legal to sell at the time, fucking right. 1920s, and gives her this fake poison that she says she's, she's prepared. And once she's done that, she leaves the group. Her and her husband are like, we're fucking cool. out of this. Let's go. We won't have anything else to do with you. Good for them. Wait, did she only have one husband, not and not eleven? Only one. Yeah, she's not one. one of them. I don't think she's one of the uh, the the eleven queens. Okay. Sammy, around this yes, time, oh, Sam, yeah, disappears. Did he just spin too hard in the sand and accidentally bury himself? Like maybe he to the beach with your family. Yeah, and then it's like that Beckett play where she's up to yeah. her neck in the sand. Yeah, he just disappears. His family sends letters to May saying what where is he we don't know where he is and may sends one back saying well yeah he was he was smacking my daughter around and then he just left one day don't know where he is sorry okay um nothing to do with us so they think that's a bit suspicious so this is really good so his yeah. younger brother 16 year old frank rizzio visits turns up to say hey i've come to what can you tell me a bit more about what's going on and may produces a letter supposedly from sammy which basically says hi ruth um really sorry about smacking you in the face um i'm gonna leave now bye right lots of lo lo hugs and kisses bye <laughs> and may says yeah and you know we found then that his suitcase and his clothes were gone and his money don't know where he is he's he's just gone somewhere and, and not told you his family where he's gone sorry sorry whoopsie so Frank doesn't go home. Yeah. He asks May for a job, offers to be her driver, chauffeur. Right. Because he's been doing that elsewhere so that he can secretly spy on them and try and find out what happened to his brother. Ooh. 
maybe he shouldn't have told them who he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But um, but May doesn't have a problem with that. She hires him as her driver, and he stays with the group for ten months, undercover, all the time, trying to work out what's happened to Sammy. Okay. During that ten months, he finds Sammy's suitcase. Right. Which supposedly he'd left with, and he finds lots of Sammy's clothes. And when he confronts May about that, she's like, Oh, maybe maybe that means he's gonna come back. Maybe the angels have like dropped it off so that he can um maybe that or maybe he came I mean, back like- and and he's around somewhere and he'll show up and he's just left his suitcase here. I, I don't know. Sorry. I find that less scandalous than just quite annoying that she was so bad at lying. So like, at least if you're going to say took it, like hide it, give it out, give it away to someone. Don't have it laying around. A nice bit of luggage, though. It's quite hard to get rid of, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suitcases um, stay around for years, don't they? So there we go. So, um, so uh, Frank goes to the police at this point, but basically the police are like, well, there's no real evidence that anything's happened. So, um, yeah, keep, basically, one at, at some point, because they've been regularly sending letters to May and to Ruth, the police come to the family and go, yeah, just just stop it. Just stop sending the letters. Keep quiet. It's right. Funny. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Okay. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> Suspect. Mm. Around this time, some other um, some other things happen. Let's just... Um, Let's just. You probably are wondering uh, about about Jeannie or Jenny, uh, May's mother. Yeah. Um, she's fine. She's been around. She's been part of the cult. I think it's around this time because I've written it at this point in my notes. At one point, the angels tell May that it's really important that she chains her mother to the bed for two months. Oh. Um, which Jeannie agrees to, and later says when she's interviewed about it that those were some of her happiest days. <laughs> When she was chained to the bed as part of the cult. And she I mean, liked some it people because, like that. because the angels would come and talk to her while she was chained to the bed. Mm, okay. So things are increasingly like getting a bit creepy and a bit like weird it. around this uh, group. Uh, Rhodes, who you'll remember has the daughter, Willa. They've yep. been sort of around. They moved to LA now to be properly with the cult. Because they were too cold in Oregon with their robes on. Yep, So absolutely. they needed to move somewhere warm for the robes. So in a more temperate climate, they arrive and they're really excited to have them join the group. Jeannie Blackburn greets them and uh, and they're oh, really excited. From the excited. bed, like Jacob Marley. No, I think she's been unch- <laughs> unchained by then. Um, yeah. She's the one who welcomes them. And uh, they're really excited, particularly for Willa, who is the tree of life and the, you know, the princess of the group. Really happy that she's there. And as a nice, welcoming gift, Jenny has for Willa seven puppies. Who are named oh, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti. That would be amazing. Can you imagine joining like a, a getting a new job or go, joining a new group and they're like, hey, John, here are your seven puppies. Great, right? Really, really good. And again, a little yeah. bit of weird Heaven's Gate crossover. We've suddenly got a T and Do a in the story, and, yeah. albeit in puppy form. Maybe that's, uh, you know, when they, they go to the evolutionary layer above heaven in between each body that they live in. Perhaps that is where they began. Oh, so maybe. T came to Earth and then w- popped into this dog for 10 years or however long dogs live and then popped over into Bonnie. Ooh. Puppy heaven power. <laughs> it was worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> I apologise for that 90s cartoon reference. So it seems like a very happy and wonderful occasion. 
But not long after that, Willa becomes ill. Is she allergic to puppies? Maybe. Um, she has an ulcerated tooth. Oof. And, of course, these people, are her parents are Christian Science and former cult New Thought members. She's in this new group full of New Thought believers. So they go, nah, don't go to the doctor. We'll just think about how it's not really happening. So they don't take her for treatment. And it gets worse and mm. worse and worse. And she dies. Oh, the Tree of Life is an ironic name for that poor girl. <laughs> the worst yeah. possible name. You, uh, oh. The only more inappropriate name would be if they'd called her Little Miss Good Teeth. It, like, it's the, the... the Mayfly of Life. Oh, that's mean. I Not know, mean, I'm just horrible. sad. No. <laughs> yeah, so she dies. Um, obviously, you'll remember that her mum has brought several people back to life, including herself before now. So Martha tries and fails to bring her daughter back to life. I'm sure. However, when they tell May... May is like, oh yeah, well she'll she she will be resurrected. She will come back to life because you know after Passover, once we publish the book, the people that we want to come back to life will come back to life. So um, <laughs> we just need to make sure she's prepared for that. So um, so it's really important you don't tell anyone. It's really important you don't tell the authorities because obviously if she goes and she gets dissected or anything, um, then that will that will affect her ability to to be resurrected. So they go to her house wrap her in a blanket, bring her down out of the house, sit her up in the back of a car with two people either side of her. Oh, we can have Bernie's, this girl. And drive her off to the the house of the cult where they've got a bathtub packed full of ice. Oh. And they keep her on ice for a little bit while May says, well, we need to set her up properly now to make sure that she's resurrected when the time comes. Um, and in order to do that, the seven dogs must be killed and put with her as part of the resurrection ritual. Oh, no. That's really important. Supposedly, according to one of the accounts, one of the dogs had already just died, naturally. Um, and then it was like, oh, well, we just have to kill the other six now and, and keep them with her. So they put her in this fancy bedroom on ice, and the other dogs are killed, ready to be secretly buried with her, ready for her resurrection. Uh, Just fucking let them in the garden. Just send them, let them run away. Yeah, pretty, um, pretty gross. So we'll come back to, to, to Willa. But for the moment, she's in this really fancy bedroom so that she has nice surroundings when she wakes up. Um, like a she's... Bit Egyptian sort of, um, ancient Egyptian sort of ritual. Yeah. And also there's lots of stuff about lots of the things that the cult does and believes are quite similar to like Greek Hecate cult okay. practices. But there's no sort of, that's never, like Actually May is linked, never. Yeah supposedly consciously saying that but there are lots of like weird little coincidences about those groups and things so it's possible that was an influence as well in the meantime the la city prosecutor has been a bit suspicious of all the money that this group has because various people have been giving them money and lending them money um there have been various sort of followers including a guy called um dabney who's been like bankrolling them basically and so they're, they're a bit suspicious about the finances of this group so as they start investigating the financial the finances of may and ruth and where they're getting their money from by pure coincidence sam a box gets dug up full of money letters and photos from may's affair with fremont everett okay and he denies that the affair took place or that there was anything going but he's got on his headed paper and yeah but 
it's speculated that it's a bit weird that a month after they start getting investigated about where their money's coming from, this box that's been buried with all of this stuff in it suddenly gets dug up and left somewhere to be found. So did May dig it up so that then they'd go, oh, well, you've just had money from these people you've been having affairs with. That must be what it is. I won't look into you any further. Can I just, little side note to say how fucked up it is that it always takes the government money worries to intercept these groups it's not enough that people are like losing their family members or alleging abuse or murder it is oh taking some taxes better see what they're up to yeah weird huh just wanted to say that out loud so there's a little bit of a look into them then but it doesn't really come to very much because they find this box and 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 sort of it, it eases everything off a little bit so we're moving into 1925 now and the cult relocates to santa monica And when they buy the property there, they build a secret compartment at the back to keep Willa's body in. And they hang out and do their cult things and they have these various sort of rituals that we'll talk about. Is it just like a chest freezer or something? Maybe. Mm. One of those old Coke fridges with the slidey top. (sighs) A year later, in 1926, May decides that Willa must be temporarily buried. Okay. So in her parents. I'm not sure I understand her logic, but okay. I think yeah. probably it's just like we can only keep this body out. It's now been quite a long time. We can only keep this body out in the open for so long. Mm-hmm. So they dig a burial chamber under the floorboards in her parents' house. Yeah. Um, they do this like DIY embalming. Very John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, with her and the Kim dogs. Dharma. Both of them had bodies in the houses, didn't they? Ooh. Gacy particularly, I think. And they And they stick her under the floorboards. By this time, there's about a hundred or so people in the group, and they need some accommodation for that. So they decide that they're going to build a colony in the Simi Valley nearby. That's so they build like wine of, region, isn't it? The yeah. Simi Valley. Mm. Um, so they build lots of little um, uh, like cabins. They build a temple, and this temple has a huge throne in it, which is there ready for what the book I read describes as white Jesus to return, which is who May is saying is going to come and help steer in the new the new age and the new happy time. Right. The worst kind of Jesus. Yeah. Is it like Gandalf? Like first Jesus was <laughs> Jesus the grey and this one's Jesus the white. That's a nicer way to think of it. Let's imagine that it's that. Mm, um, not just racism. Yeah. yeah. Nearby the temple, there is a stable for all the sacred animals. Mostly horses and dogs. Except large... for those sacred, the seven sacred divine order of dogs. I was just well, pretty much on the regular, it seems they are sacrificing those animals in their rituals. Oh, what a bunch of bricks. Yeah, which is, um, which is pretty grim. Um, and there are various rumors that they're, they're doing all kinds of rituals, animal sacrifice and stuff out in the woods in this little valley that they've now bought. And yeah, there's all these kind of, they've got all this kind of pageantry stuff. So they've got like these like gold lion heads and lots of sort of fancy dress stuff. And obviously they're going off and doing their religious things. Uh, There's a few more that we'll talk about later off in the, um, off in the woods. And that spreads lots of rumors. So there's also, there's like what they're actually doing. But also later on, there are rumors that actually they're having these big naked orgies out in the woods and stuff, which maybe isn't true but it's just like oh that cult were doing stuff up in the woods again you know what they must be doing it's too warm even for robes now (laughs) Uh, they were probably all just mm, porking in the woods with their dead dogs or whatever um (sighs) so yeah so they've really got sort of free reign to do all this kind of weird and it's all this strange 
like this thing is related to this thing and therefore it will have this effect kind of stuff. okay at this point there's also a bit of a split in the group between people really closely following may and people who are a bit more into the like christian science healing resurrection stuff okay and so they also they set up like another part of the group that's called the church of uh is it joshua or jacob science that's much more sort of healing related whereas may sort of isn't into that beyond the fact that lots of people will be resurrected once they publish the book why she just needs to hurry up and like write to a nice publisher <laughs> again she's supposedly been working on this for years and years now and yeah. it seems no closer to to actually having this book and all her followers are waiting are you feeling for as a writer john are you feeling seen by that <laughs> Fuck me, the unfinished plays currently on my laptop hard drive yeah. are crying out for an angel to slap me around the face and tell me to get on with it. So lots of other weird shit starts happening. So there's a 25-year-old guy in the group called Merritt Wooddell. Good name. Yeah. And one day they're hanging out in the woods near the cabins and May says, oh, um, Gabriel says that um, as one of these concords to, to influence the universe, you have to be shot. Sorry. And he's like, I'd, I'd rather you didn't. Yeah, that's, no, um, thank you. That's no good. And she goes, oh, no, it's all right. Only in the foot. Ouch. So Ruth takes out a gun and shoots him in the foot. Ah. And they, you know, bandage it. They don't take him to the hospital. Um, and later on, they make him say that it was an accident and he shot himself. But they do this weird shooting God. him in the foot ritual as part of this. Conquest. Oh, that's rubbish. Where do you think would be better, though? Just through like a fatty bit. Shoot me just through a fatty bit on my calf. Maybe. Or would you bleed more from there? But then at least it's not all the like nerves and bits and bobs in your foot. And actually the damage of, of shattering all the bones, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty horrible. I don't want to be shot anywhere if I if I had no. the choice. Just just in the hair? Just through the, the loose bit. Yeah, of that'd my be good. Hair. I'll grow I'll I'll grow my hair, otherwise that'll be a bit too much of a close yeah. shave for me at the moment. But <laughs> yeah. So um, so that's a bit weird. All the time, May and Ruth are making money, getting donations. People are paying for stuff. Um, it's estimated by 1929 that they have $300,000. Um, that's a lot of money in 1929. They're doing all right out of it. Yeah. Some other weird stuff. Well, at one point, they're doing a ritual to find some buried gold. They have to do something before they can find the gold that's buried nearby. So May tells them they have to tie a horse up. Oh, I knew it would be either nonsing or animal abuse. Isn't it a sad state of affairs where that that is the, the Happy prediction? Happy 2021, there's one of the sentences from me. <laughs> <laughs> they have to sort of hang it up in the air and then turn it upside down. That's part of the ritual. And then they'll be able to get the gold. They need a horse to do a cartwheel. Sort of. Yeah. Um, but the trouble is doing that to a horse isn't very good for the horse and the horse dies after yeah. being strung upside down. And then there's no gold. And May afterwards has to go, oh, yeah, oh, Gabriel's just told me, um, actually, it's not the right time to to get that gold. But it is there now. So we'll just we'll come back for that later. Here's here. Let's go to something slightly lighter, slightly lighter. Yes, let's, yeah. There is supposedly a ritual where members have to, if May's walking near them, uh, they have to get down on their hands and knees. May will tap them on a head with a hammer. Ah. And then rub some cheese behind their ears. <laughs> <laughs> That sentence just changed everywhere. What? Oh, I uh, tapped, like, tapped on the head with a hammer. Ouch. 
little baby bell behind the ears. What would be the best cheese to have rubbed behind your ears, Sam? I'd say just like a cheese string, because then you could do the like floss. Oh yeah, that's action. true. That's a good idea. Like uh, um, listeners that aren't on Patreon doing the sort of motion that one might uh, cartoon scrub with a towel, but just behind my ears with an imaginary cheese string. What is my life? That is a, that's a good uh, shout. Cheese what strings. You, if you'd like you to say? sponsor this episode, get in touch. With mm. What would you say? Um, you just want something that's not going to be too smelly, right? Yeah, but then you wouldn't want like a soft cheese. You can't have like a Wensleydale behind no. there. Or something oh, you don't itself. want anything too crumbly or like goat's cheese or something that would get in your hair. Yeah. Don't know. Maybe just like, you know, like you get those little sticks of Cathedral City in, oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. in the supermarket. Just like yeah. One of those. yeah, fine. I'm doing more of a jabbing motion. So or you could do, uh, you could get a baby bell and like bite it so it's in that half moon shape. Oh, and then one behind Just kind of cut that over. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. And presumably there are like that's about how those things correspond to other things, right? It's part of this sympathetic magic stuff. Yeah. But it's What's all the, a bit the weird. Cheese for? Yeah. Is there much cheese in the Bible? I don't know. Who knows? There's no way to know. Okay, let's tack back to the dark. Okay. So there's a member of the group well, there's someone who's brought into the group called Frances Turner. And she is and I'm I'm using the descriptors of the time. Uh, paralytic, crippled, and mute. Okay. She's brought into the group, and pretty quickly, and against her normal sort of avoidance of healing, May says that she's going to treat Francis. And wow. Heal her. Yeah. So, um, what what might you do in that in this case? What might you, Doctor Doctor Lund? What might you prescribe in this instance? Uh, um, f- uh, physical therapy. Uh with some uh, perhaps like pain management or anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. sort of situation to help the joints move more easily uh, or, oh, I don't know. Okay, that, that, well, that, that all seems that all seems reasonable. Um, I'm guessing you wouldn't do one of the two things that it seems they actually did and there are two Wait, slightly different versions. Let me guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, rubs jam on her eyebrows and uh, gets her to sleep on uh, everyone else's fingernails. <laughs> Ah, that would be really nice. No, no. Uh, they do one of the two following things. So either in one of the cabins up on the colony, they build a brick platform with a sort of a second platform made of chicken wire above it. And they lie her on the brick platform and then they heat up other bricks and pile them on the chicken wire above her so that gradually it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. May for entirely innocent reasons, I'm sure, gets lots of people to leave the colony and not stay there for the next few days. And obviously with Frances' condition, she can't ask for help. She yeah. can't scream. And two days later, she dies after two days of this happening. That's such a long time to get scorched and crushed. So that's the version that May tells people later on. Oh no! That's so. That's the like good version. There's another version <sighs> told by a different member of the group who says, "Well, you couldn't do that in a cabin. None of the cabins were big enough. There's no evidence of that in the cabin. It would be dangerous in the cabin." So he said that what they did, or what he was told they did, I think he was a child at the time, was that they built a brick oven that was red hot somewhere on the site, oh, and they my- put her in that, and that she died. Within an hour. 
probably realistically of like suffocation unless she actually was on fire because obviously it would suck all the oxygen out. That that's horrific. It's going to get a bit creepier. And then after that, he was told that they demolished that oven and they used the bricks to make the paths up to the cabins, including the pathway up to where May lived, so that then they would be walking over the bricks of the oven they had made that had killed one of the members. Well, that's fucking rotten and awful. Oh, but then that's quicker than the two days of, of death that May alleged. And it's another one of these things, right? Like Sammy, we don't really know what happened. Yeah. And it's also like, it's possible that these could be, that this could be what they say and it was an attempt at healing. Or was it tied into the sacrifice stuff? And that's true for both of these very strange sort of occurrences, right? Do we know in in which manner the animal sacrifices were done? Were Um, they done via either of these methods? uh, I think sometimes via poisoning sometimes um via we only know later on that there are just lots of animal bones up there i don't think we know necessarily exactly how but if they had an oven and then got rid of it maybe you wouldn't know i guess it's also a bit weird because a doctor comes to do the cause of death and he says that she died of heart leakage and doesn't Mm -hmm. mention anything connected to what's actually happened okay but was he in their pocket or anything was he really a doctor? Don't know. Who can say? There are some other strange things around. So there's another woman, Harleen Satin, who dies while she's living there as part of the cult. Um, yeah. Her cause of death is listed as gastronic hemorrhage or heart failure. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Could could be a thing that happens or mm. could be poison related or could be... Gas- gastronic hemorrhage, did you say? Well, gastro is like the digestive system isn't it yeah and hemorrhage is to bleed stabbed in the stomach or i guess if it was a poison that caused internal hemorrhaging yeah of course um around this time another member of the group addy mcguffin great name mm. goes missing that sounds like a serial farter in an office doesn't it? <laughs> is it addy mcguffin is around nobody wants to be sat next to addy mcguffin and now nobody can because he was also killed by this cult she uh, she, sorry, actually, beg your uh, there we go. Um, also, also, um, Catherine Bowles goes missing, and Jane Norris also goes missing. Okay, people are getting a bit disaffected within the cult. <laughs> That's unsurprising. Um, not least because of all these mysterious deaths, and they start leaving, but some are prevented from leaving by other members by force. Right. There's a story around this time that um that there's a dark-haired girl who tries to leave the group and somebody witnesses her being bundled into a car at gunpoint. Ooh. But no more information about who she is or what was what else was going on there. So it's starting to get a little bit dark. Oh, no. that's Was that the start of the dark? Is there more dark? No, it doesn't really get much darker than that. Okay, good. Goodness. Yeah, so um, in September of 1928, May tells them they have to fulfil a mathematical concord called Escaping the Jaws of Death, where she leads nine members of the group and two mules across a 500-mile round trip that takes them 14 days. And it is alleged uh, that during that, they have an orgy and sacrifice the mules after they've done that weird walk trip that she decides is really important. I expect they're hungry after all that banging. In the next year, 1929, 
one of the husbands of uh, members of the cult and, and a member of the cult himself. <laughs> Imagine this, your significant other has a box that you see them put a blanket in to cover what's in the box and then they lock the box and then ask you to go and bury it at Bear Lake. Hmm. And he goes, yeah, sure, love. All right. What would you do if your partner did that to you? I would look in the box. Yeah, me too. Now, it's possible that if you believe that there are certain ritual actions that have to be carried out magically to have an effect that you just go, oh, yeah, I've just got to bury a box. It's part of the magic. It's, you know, but it's a slightly weird thing. But he goes and he buries that box in the woods without asking any questions about it at the time. So, Sam, you might think this box sounds mysterious. I do. And you would be right. But don't worry, uh, May, May had an explanation for what was going on with the box convenient so um imagine you're a police officer interviewing her um about this so she says that um the problem was that william's wife had made a really crazy quilt (laughs) okay and it was so crazy (laughs) so many hexagons in this quilt that may couldn't let it continue (laughs) okay and so it had to be buried in a box somewhere which the quilt was crazy. <laughs> which sounds crazy. Um, her sort of theologically, her rationalization was presumably that like there was stuff quilted into it that would have like a bad effect because of the associations, right? That right. Magic stuff. But that's not where her story ended. She went, but then it turned out she actually thought it's not that bad. Uh, the the quilt or the box? Yes, the quilt. It's not right. actually that crazy. So then she changed her mind about burying the quilt in the box but they'd already told william they needed him to bury a box so they didn't want to disappoint him um (laughs) so she was she was looking around and the only stuff there was around um was some some old potatoes and some grass um right and so she filled the box with old potatoes and grass and then they let william bury it anyway Uh, okay okay (laughs) sure sure why not which, as alibis go, is poor. <laughs> it's yeah. not the best. Right? So that was that was just another totally chill thing that happened around um, uh, around their sort of compound. Yeah. So around this point, you remember that lots of people have been giving them money. Um, one of those people uh, was Clifford Dabney. Yeah. And he'd been giving them huge amounts of money towards publishing the book, having a printing press, publishing loads of stuff, and. He was very unhappy. Um, he'd sort of left the group by this point, and he decided that he was going to sue them for the money that they'd taken from him. Fair play. Because they'd taken this money on the basis of publishing the book. The book had never happened, so he was suing them. Now, it seemed like these suits against the cult weren't really going to go anywhere. They didn't really pick up much traction mm. until an anonymous informer called the police to tell them to look into the death of Francis Turner, (gasps) which they said was kind of suspicious. A little suspicious. And it was mildly investigated, but only because the death certificate was a bit odd in that the death certificate said the thing about the heart, and that seemed to be a bit strange. Yeah. But otherwise, they pretty much went, well, there's no real evidence of foul play. Meh. Right. So there are no charges that come around as a result of Francis Turner. Um, But there are charges for grand theft. 
And at this point, the fact that they're being sued for grand theft is in all the papers locally, which prompts a second anonymous caller who says, if I were you, I would ask where Willa is buried. So the police go to her parents' house. Yeah. And they say, "Um, we've we've heard that your daughter died. Um, Can you, and and that you've buried her somewhere, can you tell us where? And they tell them everything about the tooth abscesses and the ceremony and the, the failed healing and stuff. And they go, but we won't tell you where she's buried. That's a really important spiritual thing to us. We're not going to tell you. Right. And the police are like, well, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, we're the police. Yeah, there's like, that's okay. Um, and at that point, they go, oh, well, you see those floorboards over there? <sighs> that's where she is. So they bring the floorboards up and they find her and the dogs buried together. Um, all the dogs are sort of wrapped up and mummified. She's yeah. wrapped up and mummified. Can't they? Can't they like smell it in the house? Apparently not. In like, I guess California, they did, where it, as we've established, it's they nice did and warm. their kind of weird embalming, so it's possible that they okay. did enough that she wasn't. And she'd did been out for a long time, so I guess line? she'd have dried out and stuff. Or, Ooh, or like um, human jerky. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, creepy. Um, so understandably, at that point, the roads are arrested. Yes. Uh, which prompts the following headline in the local paper, which is, I would venture, the best headline of anything ever printed. That is a big claim. Police on search at Venice Cottage for secret grave of young cult princess, body preserved in spice to await resurrection, weird confession of mystic rites follows search by police. Preserved in spice? What, like the spice like the fake weed or spice like, oh, just some <laughs> a lovely uh, Chinese five spice and a I'm, cinnamon? I'm rub. imagining like a bit of cinnamon rather than, yeah, spice, yeah. spice. Um, it's it's not the, the shortest, snappiest headline, uh, no. 1920s newspaper editors, uh, but it is both. a hell of a headline yeah. um, to have going. Um, yeah, and it's suspicious confession of something or other as well. Yeah, just Ooh. too, too good. So at this point, it's also put out that the police want to speak to May and Ruth and they turn themselves in and are interviewed and tell the stories that we've that we've already discussed about what wow. happened with uh, Willa and about what happened with Francis. The police then go and search the colony and they interview the other members. That's where some of the other information comes. And I've written here, they find dog bones fucking everywhere. Ugh. At this point, Rizzio's family come forward and tell the story about him going missing. Yeah. And say, you know, you, you need to do something about yeah. him as well. Fair enough, find the dog bones, but how about Sammy? Yeah, which would be, um, which would be good. And at that so, point, they hear about the mysterious box that it was really important something was buried in. Oh, no. Up in the colony. Um, yeah. But the problem is, William, and we've all done it, right? Can't mm. remember where he buried the box. Oh, it's like the squirrel in Ice Age. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Just can't, just can't puzzle it out. So the yeah. police go with him and they search for three days through this valley, but they can't find it anywhere, and they give up. At the same time, a dead, mutilated body <gasps> of a deformed man is found in an abandoned chicken coop in oh. Huntington Beach, and it's weird because. He's been sort of, he's got cuts all over him, but the clothes he's wearing don't have any blood on them. 
Oh. And there's lots of other like sort of odd stuff that leads the police to think that it's possibly cult related. And it's at this point that they interview that woman I mentioned in the start of part one, who's like, oh, I can tell you about those that cult. Right. I'll let me take you to their places. And then they go, oh, no, sorry, that's a that's a different group. Yeah. Because um, people are coming forward to help with these investigations. Um, May and Ruth are interviewed about this chap in the chicken coop. But they say, nope, nothing to do with us. Don't know who that is. Don't know what's going on there. Right. And a couple of weeks later, there's a fire at the chicken coop and it burns down. That's The police really and the firefighters make the decision not to rush to put it out and, and it burns. Right. There are 15 counts against May. Wow. But only the most serious ones, three of them connected to the sort of the, the, the people that we've mentioned are dropped because there's not enough evidence. Oh, what? And Ruth is freed because there's insufficient evidence to hold her for anything. Oh, gosh. May is released on bail, and she pleads not guilty to 12 counts of grand theft to the total of $40,000. Oh. There's a trial during which May fails to produce the book that she's supposed to have been writing oh, for holy all of shit. these years. So she, oh. she, can't, she can't produce even like a draft of it. Oh my gosh! Um, and obviously, like no angels show up to to help her out. Oh, I was waiting for that as well. Really, Which would be really that's that's yeah. the lifetime movie version, right? Is where an angel shows yeah. up and goes, "No, it turns out she was right." So she's convicted on eight counts, and she also settles the suits by paying the monies back to Dabney, oh. or nearly all of the money back to Dabney. But in like a sort of pyramid scheme, sorry, pyramid scheme sort of way, surely. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She then appeals in 1931, and the judge at the appeal says that the cult's activities and beliefs shouldn't have been admitted as evidence in the first trial. He says, this is a free country where there's freedom of religious worship, and it's not actionable to the court if the defendant made certain representations to be divine. No, but that's not what was under question, was it? It was the stealing of money to write a book that she hasn't written. And also, if their religious practice includes sacrifice and three people have rocked up dead. But because he rules that that shouldn't have happened, the judgment is overturned and reversed and May is set free. Oh, shit. After this, the group starts to fall apart uh, Uh, and people leave. Um, the, lots of stuff at the colony has been sold off. Um, I haven't gone into it hugely here in my notes, but at one point they buy like this, like fake castle and put all of their stuff there, including like the gold mm. lion's head and all this kind of the throne and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the group is starting to, to decline around then. Addie McGuffin. A sneaky farter. Shows up. Wow. But says nothing about where she's been for two years missing. Wow. Ruth, at this point, um, gets a divorce from Sammy in his absence. Okay. And she marries Clonny Gray. Clonny? Or Clonny? K-L-O-N-I-E. Clonny. Clonny. Wow. Okay. Cool. Is that like like his first name might be like Klondike or something? He goes by Clonny. <laughs> oh, Which is no a, better, Clonny. That's a really uncomfortable word to say. Something about it is, feels a bit... It's yeah. that sound, isn't it? It's the sorry yeah. listeners but then That's, like yes. the name claire is fine <laughs> well not when you do that yeah it's the clot isn't it there's something yeah it's a bit because yeah. it sounds a bit 
like a vomit noise. Lovely ASMR there, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe cut some of that out. Yeah. Maybe I won't. Ooh. And then some more time goes by. There's only a few, um, a small number of followers now. In 1936, May publishes a book. Whoa. But it's not the seventh <laughs> trumpet of Gabriel or the okay. sixth seal. It's a book called The Origin of God, which outlines basically just some of their uh, theology. Let me just read you a little bit of it. See if you can make head nor tail of this. Okay, I won't. <laughs> God gave man two hands, each with five fingers with which to balance. I mean, some people, yeah. One hand working with the five sense of mind from the invisible side, while the oh. other hand works to mould out solid objects on the visible side. Right. The heart beats in every living idea throughout the four kinds of flesh, and it is the geometrical action of the walking of the beast that is manifested in the lion, the king of beasts, whose action is the heart that is always beating. So all the while lions move people's hearts beat and he then has, with one hand they can fiddle around with invisible things apparently so okay. his eye has the quality and geometrical action of the pivot whose eye the lions or the persons there are i don't know i can't tell from context oh, there are two okay. great seas or oceans manifested upon this earth one the atlantic and the other the pacific these two great seas are god's two great qualities of visible vision on the earth they are the two seas that God sees with. The Atlantic, the right eye. The East Pacific, the left eye. The West. I mean, depending on where you centre the drawing of the Earth that you've done, yes. Okay. So God's... I, I, I really like the drawing of this. As God's head is the is the globe, Earth, with like sort of lizard He's eyes on either side. these two watery eyes, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, one of those people that looks like he's been breastfed until he was 22. Like, <laughs> on the, yeah. Oh. Exactly that. So, um, so yeah, the great book that's going to bring about the end of the world doesn't come, just the, just a book full of that. And time moves on. In the 1940s, briefly, Ruth becomes a songwriter. Okay. And around that time, she winds up, because some of these things were registered as organizations, the Divine Science Church of Joshua. Yeah. And May then says that those followers that are left should move to Lake Tahoe. Lovely. Um, that's where their next hangout is going to be. But she dies of heart failure in 1951 before that move happens. Cool. Around the same time, Ruth divorces Gray and Clon marries. Clonny. Yep, Clonnie's yep. gone. And this time she marries a man whose genuine name on his birth certificate <laughs> is Lucky Williams. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Um, nice. I like it. And a few of the cult members moved to Lake Tahoe, but then pretty much everything falls apart. There's no, they're not really doing anything. Ruth isn't really sort of holding the group together as the leader and the group drifts into obscurity. Cool. Uh, and then Ruth herself dies in 1978. Wow. And nobody knows what happened to Sammy Rizia goodness nobody knows exactly what happened around the death of francis um and the oven Oof. we just have a few contradictory stories some people say that the ritual on the beach with sammy happened and then he died during that ritual some people say he just disappeared some say the ritual was talked about but never happened yeah Ooh, but there's no way to know no because now everyone involved is dead yeah and there's at least three or four other people connected to the group who disappeared who haven't been seen 
Nobody knows what happens to them. Nobody ever comes forward as being the dark-haired girl that's threatened at gunpoint in the car not to leave. Gosh. Well, I suppose, like, in the case that you're threatened by a cult, you may not want to come forward in case it incurs further Yeah. Well, you don't want them to know uh, where you where are. You are. You and are. all of that kind of, yeah, all the mysterious things about husbands and lovers and stuff is all... Very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, Sam, is the story of the Blackburn cult. Wow. Thanks, John. That was great. And it was really fun to go through a, a like, more of a true crimey angle that we don't usually delve as far yeah, into yeah loads of true crime right let me show you some let's wrap up with some photos i will try yeah. and pop these on the on our various platforms we always on facebook listeners have an album of photos connected to these episodes so do check that check that out so let's um where are you sorry, where are you sending me this uh photo are you gonna oh, send i'll it have on? to show i'm gonna risk showing you on zoom hang on okay there you are so there's willa wow oh little willa okay bless her heart yeah there's may reading the bible and doing some pointing that again looks like a um someone's costume from a gcse drama show yeah absolutely so, yeah whatever was in the costume cupboard yeah and yeah someone's a bit too generous with their eyeliner because they've been allowed to wear it at school are you ready to see ruth doing some exotic dancing yeah oh wow that's very beautiful she's quite very the... culturally appropriative but yeah yeah she's supposed it, to have been time. quite sort of quite striking yeah. Um, here's Ward looking slightly less oriental, but still very noncy. I can't really see him because of the contrast of the thing. Oh, I wonder if I. But. Oh, now it's it looks super creepy because like oh look at that noncy old face. Oh. That's a proper like listeners. If you if you don't want to go over to social media, which is understandable because the world is a clusterfuck, just imagine a nonce, <laughs> and that's him. <laughs> uh, he's got mutton chop sideburns and a li- little piggy eyes and a little weird noncey mouth. Um, here's um, a member of the cult with uh, one of the sort of like ritual items of, from the colony. Oh. You cut, he's um, basically it's a, a man with a pencil moustache looking very 1920s and he's got a big yeah. gold lion's head on a stick. You know what he looks like? He looks like a um, a waiter from a speakeasy that's been told to ha- hold that for an event. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's quite it's got a bit of that sort of like 20s Hollywood kind of vibe to it. right? Definitely. That's what's interesting about this group. All their ritual stuff sort of has a yeah. bit of like that like Guilt, Hollywood sort pageant of... kind of yeah. vibe. Oh, I think this is Willa's coffin or it's possibly the coffin with that it very possibly has a mummified dog in the corner of it that's the police excavating oh goodness Uh, so you'll be able to find all those pictures on our various social media platforms listeners yeah we'll pop those up uh for you if you want to put that into your imagination yeah so Oh, sorry, Sam. Quickly, can I do, I just must do shout out for my sources. You must. Uh, So uh, credit to uh, the Gizmodo article, Angels Made Them Do It, historicalcrimedetective.com, thelineup.com, and a big, huge shout out to um, the book Cult of the Great Eleven by Samuel Fort. If you're intrigued by this story, listeners, buy that. It's very reasonable on uh, as a Kindle book, but you can also obviously get it as a hard copy. Uh, the author of that, Samuel Fort, has gone into incredible detail. There was very little known about it. He's really done research. There are huge sort of biographies of nearly everybody involved. There's lots of other sort of weird little details um, that we haven't had time to go into. If you want to know more, uh, check out his book. It's it's great. It's really good. 
Yeah. Well, it was very well researched. So thank you, Samuel, for your excellent book. Thank you, Sam. Thanks. Um, listeners, if you were wondering what's what's coming up, listeners, if you're wondering what's coming up next, uh, very excitingly, after lots and lots of requests from you, we're going to be doing some episodes about the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, so that'll be starting next month-ish. Um, please give us an email or a message if you've got any JW stories. I know we've had some some messages from uh, survivors of the Jehovah's Witnesses. So please get in touch with us if you would like to. Or if there's anything that you've always wondered about the Jehovah's Witnesses that we can stick our noses into research, give us a shout and let us know that too. I do not want to stick my nose into a Jehovah's Witness, Sam. I'm not no, thank you. Um, you know what my friend was saying we'll probably get to this but she was saying that like the jehovah's witnesses in the town that we live in that will go and follow her around and try and get to speak to them they will not even make eye contact with me and i try they <laughs> Maybe are that's why. we'll get into this i'm sure because they're not currently on the streets during covid but they no. normally have three or four sort of stations around the town that we live in yeah um some for some that are exclusively with like polish language materials and then, mm-hmm. and then others um Sam and I have long said that we will engage them, but have failed to do so so far. Hopefully, maybe some. Here's here's why I hope the vaccine works, Sam. Uh, <laughs> so we can talk to we Jehovah's will be able Witnesses. To talk to some Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. on the street, or we'll maybe even try and uh, and attend some local Jehovah's Witnesses um, events. Hopefully, no currently active Jehovah's Witnesses in our city are listening to this and, and now know that we're going to bring out rob and emily if any of you have listened to our scientology undercover episode you'll have met yeah. our alter egos uh rob do go back and check that out uh john and sam test their personalities if you want to hear a bit more of that um but yeah we're gonna yeah do a get we're gonna get in in deep into some jehovah's witness stuff so moment. you don't want to stick your nose in a jehovah's witness but you do want to get in deep which, funnily enough, is what happens in the third part of the porno trilogy. Oh, no. <laughs> in starts with Gabriel's trumpet. So on that wildly inappropriate note about yeah. serious subject matter, um, thank you so much for being back with us in the new year. Listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this two-parter and we look forward to being back with you for however many parts the next one ends up being. Yeah. Uh, please enjoy the following word from our sponsor. Thank you very much, listeners. Oh, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go, we have found out about an intense new coming of age novel that we would love to share with you. Featured on BuzzFeed, Publishers Weekly and Kirkus, From the Moon I Watched Her by Emily English Medley is a poignant story of loss and self-discovery that shines by showing the human desires for truth, community and love under a church's oppressive control. It sounds right up our street, Sam and listeners. From the Moon I Watched Her is a tale about the skeletons that lurk under church pews and the little girl who goes looking for and finds them. Amid the dark and quirky terrain of camp revivals, burning crosses and public shunnings, one child from the Southern Churches of Christ cries out. Spooky. Very spooky. Noted by BuzzFeed as an unsettling and dark tale of growing up in a family with dark secrets, this highly anticipated novel introduces us to the Walters, a pure, good and church-going family in 1977 Texas. At least that's how it seemed from the outside. (laughs) Red flags are plenty, (laughs) left, right and centre. From the Moon I Watched Her is published by Greenleaf Book Group and is available everywhere books are sold starting January 19th but you can pre-order online now from your favourite book retailer. 
Learn more at emilyenglishmedley.com. We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. I found out that I was actually getting a two-inch by two-inch brand with a cover as in We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world of the kingdom is with violence, and the violence shall take it by force.